This program is sponsored by Wicked Chronic in Natick, Massachusetts. Located at 185 Worcester Street, right on Route 9, they can be reached at 508-545-8105 or at wickedchronicvendorcommerce.com. Wicked Chronic is a boutique-style retail shop that focuses on selling counterculture products such as Wiccan cannabis cultures coming together in a unique setting. You need something for that special spell? Go on down to Wicked Chronic in Natick, Massachusetts and speak to Beverly. Tell them Dr. Chris sent you. Check them out today. This program is sponsored by Wicked Chronic. In the shadows you can hear the sounds The rumble of a hundred hounds Cries of the banshee, a terror of the way to go You also can't see if there's nowhere to go It's the creature Welcome back to the Supernatural Creatures and Lore podcast, a podcast dedicated to all the monsters, mythology, creatures, and other things that go bump in the night. Here for the first episode of 2019. At the time we're recording this, might be in 2018, but this episode will be airing in 2019. So, Happy New Year to everybody. At the time this is probably airing, I will be recovering from surgery. So, leave all your comments and blessings in the box below. I could definitely use them. Uh, I will be using some of the products from Wicked Chronic to <laughs> recover from surgery. So, our sponsor for this show, who's just renewed their contract for the next six months, is definitely going to be used to help me recover from uh, abdominal surgery coming up. Uh, Yay! And good luck. Thank you. I'm your host, Dr. Chris. And I'm Mel Heflin, his co-host. And in just in case this is your first episode, all the monsters and mythology of this episode tied to the Supernatural television series, which currently airs on the CW in its 14th season. What's funny, Mel, is I had this surgery very similar to it four years ago in 2014. So about a year after we probably had you on the show, because we had you on the show yeah. the first time in 2013. That's how we met. The nurse told me, as I'm like waking up out of the epidural, she said, have you... Had this surgery before? I was like, oh, no. And she's like, oh, I've had this surgery before. Um, uh, I've had this surgery, and I've also been pregnant. And I'm going to tell you right now, this is the closest you're going to feel like if you were pregnant. Ooh. And I was like, really? And she's like, yeah, the pain where it's centered is identical to when I was pregnant, before and afterwards. And I was like, really? And she's like, yeah. So you can always say, now from going forward, that you know what it's like to be pregnant. Being pregnant is miserable. Yes. Personally, I thought birth was no big deal. But she she wanted to make, like, she was trying to be funny, but I, I actually talked to a couple other women who have had this type of surgery, and they said, yeah, yeah, the pain is exactly the same. What you're feeling, trying to get up and down, all the stuff you're trying to do to recover from it oh my. is exactly the same as like before and after pregnancy like just before pre you know before the birth and then after the birth or whatever the pain or whatever yeah. of healing up and stuff like that so yeah it Ooh. is actually very similar in pain and you can say that you've you felt it so i've, I've had more than one person say to me that it's the uh, it, it, it localization is basically the same tonight's episode okay. is about episode two of season three of supernatural where we meet a couple interesting cast members who become important part of Dean's life until we don't give a crap about them anymore because we're in season 14 and they're never ever mentioned again. But that's besides the point. Mel he gives them up! Yes. The kids are all right. <laughs> Mel Heflin has the episode synopsis for us. Season 3, episode 2. The kids are all right. Dean visits a woman with whom he had a tryst nine years ago. And she finds 
and he finds she has an eight-year-old son who resembles him. Sam and Dean discover that a parasitic demon is snatching children and assuming their forms. Ruby reveals startling information. So Lisa and Ben, long story short, because I don't know if we'll get back to them in another episode. We could. I just don't really know off the top of my head right now. Basically, Dean goes to live with them during season six, uh, after season five, when he thinks Sam got sent to the pit with Michael Lucifer and their other brother, Adam. And then they're, like, mind-wiped by Castiel because Dean doesn't want him to remember them, and then we never see or hear from them ever again. I actually liked Lisa. I did, too, and a lot of people were really pissed about that because they were like, wow, you really can't keep a female on the show with your life dependent on it that's not being, like, murdered or burnt up or possessed or mind-wiped. And Lisa kind of had all those things happen to her. She was, like, attacked by Dean and being a vampire. She was attacked by her son being uh, uh, the thing in this episode. She was possessed. She was stabbed. She was mind-wiped. It's like, wow. I mean, you, you, have to, you have to give it up to, like, Jody Mills for as long as she's lasted. <laughs> I love Jody. Yeah, she just had a. She was just in episode three of this season, which, by the way, we skipped it. Uh, unfortunately, only because I didn't watch it, and Mel is not up to date on Supernatural. The fourth episode of season fourteen was about a comic book store with a possessed item by a oh, ghost. Oh man! And it was a Halloween I'm... episode too, and it was basically like an homage to like Hatchet and Friday the Thirteenth because the character's name is Hatchet Man and it's Dean's favorite horror character. So by the time this episode's airing, a lot of this is old news, but we will get to that episode in Halloween Eventually. in 2019. We, I had actually said a while ago we were going to be ending the Supernatural Creatures and Lore podcast, but uh, circumstances have changed that I'm going to continue it for uh, a bit Ever. longer. Forever, yeah. Forever. 14 seasons. Yeah, 14 seasons. No, we won't do that because we've jumped around before. In fact, the last episode was the real Ghostbusters, which you hope you listen to for our Christmas episode. But uh, we will be doing the show at least through the end of this year, and we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens next. Um, hopefully you're checking out the rest of the shows on the Radio Horror Network, including Dr. Chris's Radio Horror, which is on at 10 p.m. Sunday nights. Uh, now, no longer around at midnight after 11 years. And the Dead TV podcast, which just finished Friday the 13th series and is going to start doing Dracula the series that was on NBC a few years ago. And then we are going to begin the journey through Charles Adams' greatest creation, the 1960s Adams Family television show. Mr. Zeneca and I will be covering that episode by episode, and it will be the first podcast to ever cover the Adams Family TV series. Awesome. Most podcasts have given it a mention, talked about their favorite episodes. Of course, a lot of podcasts have covered the movies, but no podcast has ever covered the Adams Family episode by episode. I found out, to my shock and dismay, there is no Adams Family podcast out there. Hmm. Can you believe that? That's crazy. You Google it, and all you find is just links to them talking about the movies or a history lesson about Charles Adams, but no one's done the TV show. So we hmm. are uh, we're doing it right now, so tune in for that. So, Changelings. What do you got about Changelings, Mel? Because I have a Supernatural book here with me. I'm going to grab real quick while you're talking about it. I have so much about Changelings. Okay, so, Changelings. By traditional lore, they're, they're usually Irish and Celtic lore. It is a child believed to have been secretly substituted by fairies for the parent's real child in infancy. I have more... Going through my notes, um, they are also called Biku, Abiku, Broad Parasite, Cat Grass, 
Delusion, Fairy, Imbunch, Quirigan, Otherkin, and Spriggan. Okay. And what what do any of those words mean? Because I am... That is Greek to me. They're all other words and other forms of changelings through different lores. Throughout, like, his, like uh, lores in uh, different uh, countries and stuff? Yes. And I have a, a little a thing about changelings here from an Irish website, irishirelandseye.com. It appears that fairy women all over Ireland find birth a difficult experience. Many fairy children die before birth, and those that survive are often stunted or deformed creatures. Adult fairies who are aesthetic beings are repelled by their infants and do not wish to keep them. They try to swap them with healthy children from humans who they steal from the mortal world. The wizened, ill-tempered creature left in place of the human child, generally known as a changeling, possesses the power to work evil in the household. Any child who is not baptized or who is overly admired is especially at risk of being exchanged. That that was a new one to me because I like I had never heard of this creature until I watched uh, Supernatural. I I think they'd been mentioned in some of the books that I had uh, from. Uh, I, I had some Irish and Celtic lore books when I was a kid. Uh, Dean has a great quote in this episode. Says, "We'll just bust in, drag the kids out, torch them on the front lawn. They'll play great with the neighbors." <laughs> uh, according to Phil Phil Scrigricia who is one of the writers of the show, changes occur in several uh, different mythologies, as Mel mentioned. There's a lot of lore about a creature coming into your house, stealing your baby, and leaving a fake baby, wooden baby, or their own baby. Now, that I have heard, and so I'm wondering if that's where I have heard about changelings before, but didn't realize it. Mel, what if yes. your baby, your newborn baby, was swapped out for a changeling, and the ba- you didn't know it, and the baby was trying to kill you, or at least suck your life force out? What uh, would you I do? would be none the wiser... My child can get away with pretty much anything, <laughs> and I... Uh, Your child's six months old. How much could it possibly get away with? <laughs> I mean, his poops smell really, really bad, and I smile through the whole thing anyways to not let him think that uh, that his poop stinks just because I don't want to give him any self-esteem issues. I don't know. The perpetrators <laughs> can be any sort of magical creature ranging from selkie, uh, selkies, creatures that look like seals, but can shed their skin to look human. The fairies, elves, trolls, and, the, and are the most common. The motivation of the baby swap are varied as the creature takes part in the terrifying practice. The most common is that some fairy folk derive their magic from demons and must pay their debt by sacrificing one of their own children. So they sacrifice a chi- human child instead, while their child is safely raised by humans. Some want human slaves. Some want to experience the love of a human child. Some think humans will raise their children better, and some just like the taste of young humans. Mm-mm. Kids. Why? The original lore about changelings is that they're babies, Eric Kripke points out. Not older children like they are and the kids are alright. We just couldn't quite bring ourselves to have Sam and Dean blowtorching a bunch of toddlers. Yeah. <laughs> In folktales, changelings are often discovered because they have voracious appetites, horrible tempers, and other extremely unpleasant traits. They're just not your sweet, perfect baby that has your genetics. That's off in fairyland. But being who we are, we have to make them chomp on the back of the neck and suck out the spinal fluid. It was something we <laughs> created for the show, so that part is completely made up. In the lore, they're not called changeling parents. They're goblins and fairies and trolls. But we don't talk about fairies very much on Supernatural, except disparagingly when somebody talks about a creature that Dean is sure doesn't exist. He's like, yeah, fairies and unicorns. Regardless of whether it's fairies, <laughs> trolls, or monsters, Supernatural 
changeling parents trying to steal your child, the best way to protect your child is to put your iron under their mattress. But if it's too late and the swap's already been made, uh, what you need to know is that the real children are usually stashed underground somewhere, and the only way to get to rid yourself of the life-sucking, changing children is to set them on fire, which they definitely do. Oh, my. So I have a list here of 10 ways to tell if your child has been swapped for a changeling. Oh, my. Hey, do you remember that? Just before we get to that, did you ever see that movie directed by um, Clint Eastwood starring uh, Angelina Jolie? I actually I have that in my notes. I've never seen it. Oh, my God. It's so good. And it's based on an actual true story about like I how this, that. Yeah, this woman could not believe like her her son was kidnapped and then he shows back up and then when she's cleaving him kind of weird in my opinion but I'm not going to judge but uh that kid's like 10 or 12 when do you think you should stop bathing your child but this is the 19 what 30s or 40s different times uh, but I'm just saying that scene in the movie was like how old is this kid that the mom is still bathing him Hmm. I stopped bathing my kid around like five, you know, maybe six. Once I knew that they weren't going to drown in the bathtub, I stopped. You know, I drew them yeah. a bath, I loaded it up with toys, but uh, that scene always kind of was like, really? You're washing your son's penis? Interesting. He's like 12, maybe 10. But again, it does lead, it, it's a different time, different things have changed. But that's what leads to her discovering that this can't be her son because her son was either circumcised or not circumcised. Ah, that makes sense. Yes. And, of course, the mother would know if her son's been circumcised. And that begins this, like, giant thing of her, like, that's not my son! You know what I mean? And it's like, wow. This is Creepy. Gonna, yeah, this movie went dark. And that's what made me think of, like, changeling, right. And the reason why she was given that boy, who looks, like, identical to her son, is because the NYP, uh, the LAPD needed a freaking win. Because they were just been... Yeah badly corrupted with losses and like bad police officers and stuff and they were like oh this is gonna be a win easy win for us we just give her this kid spoil the movie for you but it's like you know based on a story that's like 70 to 80 years old so ah. <laughs> good movie definitely worth checking out amazing uh performance by angelina jolie and obviously well directed by clint eastwood are you ready for my list yes sorry okay number one your baby has unusual features or birthmarks which coincides with what you just were talking about physical deformation was reason enough to believe that a child has been swapped for a changeling disfigurement could mean a death sentence physical deformation was often believed as it shown in the story the maiden without hands nowadays what we know of children who have seen changelings could have had conditions such as Down syndrome or spina bifida. People believe that Down syndrome and things like that and autism caused a was because of somebody being swapped for a changeling. Number two, your child has an aversion to iron. Uh, yeah, I think that happens in the episode. Um, does it? Wait, does it? No. They just use, like, the fire to detect the kids, right? I think so it, it, there's a really Some... creepy scene in that in that episode where the, the 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 woman who first lost her husband due to the changeling daughter she tries to murder her daughter by drowning her and then she comes home in the car the, in the car 
and the daughter is already back home dripping wet on the carpet saying I'm still oh, hungry. Oh, so moment. creepy. And I'm just like, wow, I remember that actually being a thing that happened years ago in Virginia. A woman uh, put her three kids into the trunk and, and, and uh, drowned them because she, she, she was like, I can't take care of them anymore. And she went to jail for the rest of her life. But like, holy crap. That's what that brought that back to me. But that was before I had a kid too, and that just hit me. I was just like, "Oh my god, that is." I don't yeah. know if you could. I don't know if you could do an episode like that today in that type of context. You know, I I, yeah. know you, I, I guarantee you could do it on like L.A. Law or Criminal Intent. You know, one of the cop type shows. I I, I don't follow cop shows other than The Rookie because Nathan Fillion's on it. Um, I don't follow cop shows and I don't follow lawyer shows. So that's the type of plot line you'd see on that. You know. But I don't know if you yeah. could do it on a show like Supernatural today. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just the way things have, have been, I, I feel like they're very sensitive to people dealing with, you know, what's been going on in the news and stuff. Mental health problems. Right. Yeah. Number three, your child is left-handed. Uh-huh. Go on. Uh, apparently... Left-handed people were thought to have been demons. Oh, my. Yeah. People don't like left-handed people back then. Okay, number four. You have a sudden string of bad luck. A changeling's negative traits and the fact that their beloved child has been swapped with a fairy. Parents believe that bad luck has been a visit from a fairy. Number five. Your baby cries all the time i mean i'm very lucky that my child doesn't cry a lot but i hear that a lot of babies cry all the time how yeah. could most people even tell mm, yeah i mean especially a newborn baby that's the only way they don't have any communication for them so but i mean again things were really weird and different back then too so yeah um number six yep go, i'm sorry yep, oh, go on. Yep, go on your child won't stop eating fairy folk have large appetites Number seven, your child starts misbehaving. <laughs> Not really much of a stretch, but okay. Number eight, your child is unusually intelligent. Learning too quickly is a sign that your child has been swapped for a fairy. Okay. Number eight. Now these all just fairies. Wait, wait. Now are these just all fairies, or they're just are there others? What do you mean? Oh, you just keep mentioning fairies, so I'm wondering are there other are there other signs of other types of types of creatures? I think this is um just in line with fairy folk. Fairy folk meaning fairies, goblins, gnomes, that sort of thing. Oh, okay, all right. Because you keep just again, you said fairy a couple times. I'm wondering, it's just like, is this just for fairies? Or do the other creatures have stuff too? Number nine, your child is aggressive or mean, and number ten, your child is unusually withdrawn. Um, that will happen when they're a teenager. That doesn't mean they've been swapped out. So, <laughs> yeah. by the way, the thing with they change the creature to be like a kid who's like kind of a preteen, but not quite like ten or eleven, instead of it being yeah. a baby, is very similar to what happened in 1996 when they were launching Buffy the Vampire Slayer, the TV series. They didn't want a pretty blonde white girl going around stabbing people in the chest, so they changed them to look like monsters, and that's why we have Vamp Face. Oh. Yeah. So, little uh, little cue right there.
And now we come to the best part of the show. What movie was Mel Heflin in connected to the creature in question? Now, she might not have been in a movie with changelings, but she's been in some movie with some creepy kids. What movie was it, Mel? <laughs> I uh, have this movie that recently came out. It's called Swamp Zombies 2. Oh, boy. <laughs> and that they sounds have a like really Oscar creepy <laughs> zombie kid scene. Really? Okay, what happened? I, and did you die? I do die at the very end. And the I wasn't in the scene with the zombie kids, but I remember watching it. It's just so fabulous. I love when kids get to be on set because they have so much fun. <laughs> How do you die? I turn into a zombie. Oh, you get bitten. Okay. The girls, every girl that's in that movie that shows her boobs has incredible boobs, and I'm honored to be amongst them. Oh, wow. So it's a boob, it's a boobtacular type of uh, movie. Uh, that's probably, they, they have the greatest, every girl that shows their movie has the, gr- in this movie has the greatest breasts, you know, in this lineup. It's just so good. <laughs> you can't completely honored to be in this, what's the name of this movie? Swamp what? Swamp, zombie, Swamp Zombies 2. Swamp Zombies 2, Electric Boogaloo, no. Oh, did it come out this year? Yeah, it did come out this okay, year. Okay, because we've got like an, 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 a 2018 listing on IMDb. How many women are in this movie that uh, show boob and then get killed? I think three, but just I remember each set of, well, I don't show both. I show one. But you show one. Each, <laughs> yeah. You're both the only contract to show one tit. The other one has to be covered. <laughs> <laughs> They were huge at the time. I just couldn't get both out of the shirt. Oh, was this during your pregnancy? <laughs> it was very early. Oh, very early. Is it? Have you ever heard that thing with uh? Oh God, who was it? Um, Scarlett Johansson in uh, Age of Ultron is body doubled a lot in that movie because she is like six to seven months pregnant when they were filming it, like four to seven months pregnant when she was being filmed. They were supposed to do that for me on Bottom Creek, but the supposed body double w- couldn't fit my T-shirt. Oh. Well, so <laughs> she pointed out, like, a couple times uh, that when she's standing up, it's somebody else. But when the uh, there's, like, something in the way of her, it's her. And she said that through the movie. She said, like, once. She said, th- she said once or twice that you can tell throughout the movie uh, when where she, wh- wh- when it's her based on like how big her boobs are. There's a scene at the bar where she's like having drinks with uh, Bruce Banner during the party scene before Ultron's attack. Uh, that she is like incredibly well endowed, but later on in the movie, it's not. They're not so big. Gotcha. <laughs> and I had a friend of mine who like totally like got it or whatever, and and she was like going through the movie, and she's like, oh no, yeah, yeah, I, I totally see it. But another friend of mine did a really kind of low-budget, you know, independent horror movie, and she was uh, recently recovered from pregnancy, and she was and she was doing the movie to help ha- get back in shape or whatever. But she had to have a lot of her uh, like clothing redone because she had like pregnant boobs still going on, and they never kind of went yeah. away. So she was really grateful for it, but it made the clothing department completely nuts because she had been fitted for everything nine months prior, and then they yeah. uh, they waited nine months for her to get done with her pregnancy and then come back to do it. So they shot a lot of stuff around her, and then you yeah. know, kind of a just out of you know consideration kind of thing. Um, as she also says that they already paid me, so they were waiting for me to get pre- unpregnant so I could give them their money's worth. <laughs> And she's like, what's funny, though, is I kept suggesting, do you want me to do a topless? And they were like, no, 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 no. And she's like, but my breasts are so awesome right now. 
Oh man, I totally feel that. <laughs> you want to do more topless scenes now that you have amazing post-pregnancy breasts? I I actually there was um I I just wrapped on Bottom Creek and there was a you know, I'm I'm topless in the movie already, but I was like I very quickly we need to have a shot of me just the gratuitous boob shot where it's just a close up on my boobs while I'm running mm-hmm. and it was glorious. Too bad it wasn't slow mo. <laughs> you can slow it down. There are ways to do that. <laughs> you can do it with yeah. your own equipment. <laughs> yeah. So this episode also features the demon Ruby once again. Uh, she comes back. Uh, the realtor in this episode, I think, is the the villain, right? That's the that's the that's the mother yeah. changeling. Okay, so she's played by Desiree Zerowski. And I in IMDb she has like red hair, but in the episode she's a sorry. And on IMDb she has like black hair, but in the episode she's a redhead. Yeah. Okay. She also was in uh, Arrow, so of course uh, she's also on Supergirl. She's been on The Flash, so obviously CW kind of keeps her around. Uh, she's been in X Men: Last Stand, Stargate, and various other projects. Again, one of those bit part actresses. Very very beautiful, by the way. I was trying to find more information about like the creatures like used, but obviously that must have been a lot of CGI. I, I think it was. It looked like CGI to me, especially I, it showed me because you there's a shot where you see Ben and then the camera pans down to the glass coffee table and he's normal and then it pans down to his reflection and then he looks like the changeling in, in the reflection. So I'm thinking it it was at least mostly CGI. By the way, do you know what do you remember what Sam says to Ruby? I don't. You're a demon and her response is don't be such a racist. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. The uh the title of the episode comes from a uh rockumentary about the Who, the band. Really? Yeah. Uh the kids played their own changeling selves, but obviously again they got CGI'd up. Yeah. So I'll bet they had a great time with it. Probably, definitely. Well, that's pretty much all the time we have here for this episode about changelings and the kids are all right. We like to thank Mel for all of her awesome input into the zombie children and how they uh, and uh, her terrifying roles in her own movies. If you want to find us, you can find us on the Supernatural Creatures and Lore uh, group page on Facebook. If you would like to send us a tweet, it's at SPN Creatures and Lore on Twitter. Um, through 2019, in the last couple episodes we've recorded, you're going to notice that the theme of the show has become a bit more adult. So we're going to get in more topics that might be of an adult nature for this type of podcast. A lot of the podcasts about Supernatural keep it squeaky clean because teenagers listen to it. Teenagers also watch, like, The Walking Dead and Game of Thrones, where you have two siblings fucking each other. So I decided through 2019 that the podcasts on the Radio Horror Network are not going to just shy away from topic just because we might have a slightly younger audience doesn't mean we're going to get into gratuitous amounts of swearing but i'm just warning you that most of the episodes will be marked e going forward for uh the supernatural creatures and lore podcast just because we feel like we should be able to express ourselves in a way that is indicative of two adults talking about our love of supernatural whether the case may be and whatever the creatures in question are but just so you know, it's not going to go too extreme, but it will have some choice language and adult conversation type topics, mainly related to some of the roles that Mel Heflin has been in. Oops. Oops. Sorry, guys. <laughs> uh, so just forewarning, that is why the episodes have been marked E the last couple of times. I got a couple comments about previous episodes that were marked E and people were not aware of that and they listened with their young ones. 
Oops, again, okay. it's marked E online. Just letting you know, they are marked E on a couple All places. Right. It's marked E on the feed, so the other websites that pick up the feed, like Stitcher, Google Play, and iTunes, do mark it as explicit because the conversation does get a little hot. One of the episodes we got a comment on happened to be referencing the uh, Asylum episode, where Mel went into detail about how um, women were treated in asylums, and today that's pretty much standard in a BDSM relationship. <laughs> It's history, it's that hist- one. Yeah, but again, it's funny that that episode, we talk about how like this stuff that was done to women was torturous and cruel and mean, and today couples do that in a consensual BDSM relationship. I was hoping you weren't going to say the werewolf episode. No, 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 yeah, no, that's just, we we got we only got one comment about that saying, hey, where can I find that movie Mel Eflin was in? <laughs> um, another episode, someone was wondering, how old is your co-host? And I was like, you, you, you missed it. The co-host has switched one, but one was 18 still, so she was okay. The other one is, you know, in her 20s, so. <laughs> I am not. 14. No, I'm no. Loving. No, but the other co-host was of age uh for the most for most of her time on the show. So. <laughs> yeah. Uh because cause she did sound very young just but just to let everyone uh, know, yeah. Mel came on for the episode that Cat had to leave for due to uh school obligations. So. <laughs> well, I had to clarify some things with some people. <laughs> uh, but uh again, I'm not going to parent anybody who comes on the show and anyone on the show is going to be at least 18 years of old age or at least old enough to be on the show so uh thank you for everyone for tuning in check out the show on uh, radiohorror.com and leave a comment in the comment section below I'd like to also thank I love you guys yes thank you everybody and also happy new year once again uh happy new year to the creator of our song jack o'lantern jess o'lantern excuse me and as well as wicked chronic sponsor of radio of horror now for over a, for for almost uh for almost a year and a half and uh we'll be coming up on two years later this year yay in the shadows you can hear the sounds the rumble